I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Battleground Productions presents Brass, the audio serial. Episode 9, Trapdoors and Backdoors. The year is 1885, but not one that would be familiar to you. For this is a 19th century that differs in many ways from the one in our history books. While the stage of the Royal Strand Theatre saw many great dramas enacted, in our world it never saw such a strange sight as a dozen criminals under the direction of the mysterious Mademoiselle Trisano, about to rush the recently disarmed figure of young Cyril Brass, martial artist extraordinaire. I don't suppose you would consider giving me my stick back if I were to ask you politely? No. Well, I thought not. Well, no harm in asking. So, you know who I am. I do. That's why I took your stick. Weapons out, men! <laughs> yeah, 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 all right. On my signal, one, two... Hey, what's going on? The what happened to the... Hands out! Don't let him get away. Can't see a thing. Where should we... Uh, and now they're back on. But he's gone. Numbskulls, idiots. How could you let him go? To where? How'd he find his way off the stage? He couldn't see no better than we could. Does it matter? Quickly, to the exits. We mustn't let him escape. But as the crew begin their search, a dozen feet beneath the stage, a very confused, though uninjured, Cyril Brass lies in the darkness on a thick horsehair mattress. Oh, where am I? Under the stage. Who the devil are you? Not the devil. A phantom. A phantom, eh? Yeah. Now what sort of occupation is that for a man? Who said I was a man? How did I get down here? The stage is covered in trapdoors. I merely opened the right one. I owe you my gratitude then. I was in a bit of a tight spot. So it seems. Not hopeless, mind. (laughs) I relish a good set to. 
But twelve to one are not odds I prefer, particularly when divested of my cane. What happened to your weapon? I gave it to Mademoiselle Trissano. Ah, that was a poor choice. It was, yes, yes. She is a viper in human form. I am coming around to that point of view. A neat trick, that, with the trapdoor. How'd you manage to take out the lights the moment before? I know this theatre intimately. Every light, every bit of scenery, every switch, trick, instrument and effect. It is my home, and I rarely leave it. You're not a stage manager, are you? I manage this stage. Well then, how about if I call you the stage manager? Why? It is surely less ridiculous than calling you the phantom. As you wish. Well, Mr. Stage Manager, again, I am grateful for your assistance. Now, could you direct me to the nearest exit? I've got a companion up in the gallery who no doubt is concerned as to my fate. I will lead you. Follow my voice. Follow your voice? Now look here, chum, don't you have a light of some sort? I dislike the light. Follow me and I will lead you to the door. Oh, very well. So, why did you choose to help me out of that mess? Miss Trasano and her assistants have been impinging mightily on my hospitality for some time, with their visits to discuss their schemes and plots. So they have been using this place as their headquarters, hey? Yes. And only one mysterious figure allowed in the building at a time. I had hoped that rumours of my presence would dissuade such interlopers. <laughs> Why do your sort always believe such silliness? My sort? Self-styled phantoms, spectres and assorted bogies. Are you saying you have met others like me? Oh, at least a half dozen in my travels. Such and so a place is haunted, they tell my parents, and next thing you know we've been dispatched to chase after some mysterious lights or inexplicable church bells heard miles from any church. I see. And always it's no phantom at all. Merely some gang of robbers or smugglers or at best an eccentric old hermit who's half balmy from isolation. No offense. Some taken. Apologies. I'm sure you're a perfectly nice and ordinary person and... No doubt have the best of reasons for all this in-the-dark skullduggery. At least you help me get away from quite the gang of villains. They are people of no morality or principle. Have you ever seen her boss, this Kensington Gore fellow? Only once. He seems to entrust almost all of his business to this Tresano woman. She certainly seems to command the respect of his crew. There is no question of that. Mademoiselle Trasano is a creature of merciless character. You would do well to steer clear of her in the future. I prefer not to engage ladies in physical combat, but as you have noted, she is no lady. Perhaps I can find a way of circumventing her and getting straight to gore. Perhaps. Yet I will tell you that there is something strange about him. He is not what he seems. Ow! 
What is the matter? I've just banged my leg against some wretched weight. Watch where you walk. Oh, well, it's all right for you, Mr. Stage Manager. No doubt you know every floorboard under the stage as well. But I can't see in the dark, and so it... Oh, wait. What is it? <laughs> I just remembered. I have a light. What? Yes, indeed. I've got a repeating mat right here. That's better. <laughs> oh, my. I warned you. I warned you. I prefer the darkness. Now put out that light. As the repeating match flies out of Cyril's hand and he is again plunged into darkness, he's left with the afterimage of a hulking form whose vast bone-white face features lank black hair and two mismatched eyes, one brown and one a milky blue. At the same late hour, Lord and Lady Brass are waiting in a small office at St. Bart's Hospital, having been led to their seats by a young intern on night duty. I'll let Dr. Stamford know that you're here, Lord and Lady Brass. Thank you, young man. Husband, why this delay? I hardly think of it as a delay, Madeline. Merely an effort to do things by the book for once. A waste of time. Even now, our children are off on covert missions of their own while we sit in some office waiting to fill out paperwork. We are no longer in India or the Congo, my love. We are working in cooperation with the police and the powers that be, not despite them. So you say. But seeing as this police commissioner cannot even keep his prisoners alive long enough for us to interrogate them... All the more reason for us to be exemplary in our actions. We want to inspire the rule of law, not demonstrate its uselessness. Your ridiculous principles make me want to either slap you or kiss you. Can't decide which. A kiss, if you please. Very well. And perhaps a slap after. Lord and Lady Brass? Yes? I am Dr. Stamford. I understand you have an urgent request. An urgent and official request, Doctor, from the Commissioner of Police. Here. Thank you. Well, this certainly looks official. But you understand, it's quite unusual to receive visitors at our hospital at such a late hour. No doubt, but I assume you can fulfil it properly. I will do what I can. Now, what is the nature of your request? We need a corpse. Sorry? As fresh as you have. I'm afraid I don't understand. Please, Stamford, time is of the essence. Lord and Lady, while I have, of course, heard of you by reputation, I'm afraid that since we are strangers to each other, you'll understand my request for some proof of your identities. Oh, for... You are no stranger to me, Dr. Stamford. You're left-handed, newly married, live within walking distance of St. Bart's, and were recently in Afghanistan, I perceive. How could you possibly... Oh, oh my! <laughs> well done, Lady Brass, for I am sure it must be you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeed. I was in Afghanistan, as you must have known from my military bearing, my weathered face and my vocation as a doctor. I was once present when a clever cove pulled the same trick on a doctor friend of mine. I hate that man. I suppose you must have guessed the other things about me from one thing or another. Guessed? Yes. Once you have it all explained to you, you see, it's all very simple, isn't it? Simple? Back to the matter at hand. Doctor, we need to borrow a fresh corpse. I still don't understand. What do you mean you want to borrow it? Dr. Stanford, 
is really quite straightforward. We seek to infiltrate the realm of the man known as the Graveyard King, and he requires his entry to his court a dead body. With any luck, we should be able to return the corpse by tomorrow. Though it might be best to loan us one that's of less immediate use to you, on the off chance that it happens to be lost or damaged. Well, it's an extremely unorthodox request. And that's why we're making it to you in private at one in the morning. But I trust you now believe both the official document we've supplied you and our identities? Of course, of course. Very well. I haven't been in a morgue since coming on my shift, so I'm not entirely sure of our current residence. Any preference as to age or gender? Male, if you have one. Of your approximate age and build, if possible. I'll see what we have in the morgue. A moment, please. Really, Madeline? Your approximate age and build? And why not? We've already rattled the poor man's cage enough as it is. Did you have to announce on meeting him that he was left-handed and had been in Afghanistan? I was correct, wasn't I? It makes people nervous when you do that. Nonsense. It makes them feel special. Why do people seek advice from fortune tellers if not to hear what they already know about themselves? You could use a bit more of the common touch, my dear. And why, precisely, would one want to spend time touching common folk? Snob. Vulgarian. Well, he's a bit older than me, but hopefully he fits the bill. A John Smith pulled out of a rooming house in Elephant Castle. Bring him in here, Adams. Still quite fresh, I'm assured. As you may know, any vagrant, dying, indigent and unclaimed is brought to our schools for anatomical dissection. Vital information in training our young doctors allows them not only to learn their anatomy, but practice what we call forensics training. Now, while this probably looks just like a corpse to you, a trained medical man could tell you that this fellow died from... Apoplexy. Brought on by excessive drinking and a hemorrhage stemming from an injury on his right abdomen, most likely a fall against furniture while inebriated. I'm guessing a dresser from the height. You can see the bruising clearly. And the excessive drinking is, of course, evident from the burst blood vessels on his cheeks and nose uh, and the lingering smell of cheap gin. Or something of the sort, I would guess. He'll do nicely. All right. Adams, take him out and prepare him for transport. Yes, sir. And what does this Graveyard King do with the bodies that are brought to him? What do you mean? Well, we're well supplied here at St. Bart's, as are other teaching hospitals. We've come quite some distance from the days of Burke and Ayer and the other resurrection men. Though the time of grave robbing for medical schools is long past, I'm afraid that there are any number of uses that the criminal class might have for dead bodies, most of which are too morbid to dwell upon. Well, I do work in an office with a morgue, Lord Brass. Suffice to say that little can shock me. Beware of matches and soap sold by rag and bone men is all I will say on the subject. Good Lord. Thank you for the loan of the corpse, Doctor. We shall treat it with respect for the soul that once inhabited it, and, if possible, we'll return it to you within 24 hours. In the meantime, could you please have it delivered to the west entrance of Highgate Cemetery? Delivered? Tell your man to be on the lookout for two disreputable rogues by name of Darby and Mole Peacham who claim to be tinkers. Are you sure that such company can be trusted? Implicitly, Dr. Stanford. They are the rules we shall assume. Good evening. But as the pair leave the back entrance of St. Bart's, the progress is watched by a figure in the shadows, a tall woman in black funereal garb. She turns to the urchin waiting at her side. And there they go, the clever lord and lady. All right, Nobs, run to the night court with the following message for the graveyard king. 
They're on their way. I'll look after the body. Tell them to prepare the steam hearse. The boy scampers off into the night, and the tall woman smiles as she crosses the street to the door of the famed hospital. What is her mission? And what does it mean for Lord and Lady Brass? And what of their son Cyril, lost in the depths of a darkened theatre with a self-proclaimed phantom? And what of Gwendolen, who last we saw facing the fearsome fangs and claws of a monstrous mechanical bear? Tune in next time as we discover the answer to at least some of these questions when we visit with the first family of the realm, Brass. Brass is manufactured by Battleground Productions. For credits and more information on our show, go to battlegroundproductions.org and find us on Facebook. Thank you.